You're listening to Working Together for Working Families, sponsored by the Pascal Sykes Foundation. Hello, I'm Jackie Edwards. Welcome to the Working Together for Working Families podcast, where we come together to highlight individuals and organizations working to help whole families reach their goals. And I'm Rochelle Todd-Yamoa. Today on Working Together for Working Families, we welcome Alfonso Nicholas. He is the Regional Administrator for Region 2 for the Administration for Children and Families, or ACF. ACF is a division of the Federal Department of Health and Human Services. ACF promotes the economic and social well-being of families, children, individuals, and communities. Welcome, Alfonso. So, Alfonso, we would like for you to start off by maybe sharing with our listeners a little bit about your background. What was your role prior to becoming the Regional Administrator for Region 2? Rochelle, Jackie, thank you for having me. I I give you a little bit of my background before that. I was born in Panama City, Panama. My parents are, was in the military, and that's why I end up here in the United States. I'm Fort Dix. From there, I worked other jobs um, after college, and then I end up in the Department of Children and Families of New Jersey. There, I worked for 20 years. Before that, it was human services. Then we got separated in 2006. At that point, I became part of the leadership. And I end my career there running the Office of Revenue and Financial Reporting for the department. Thereafter, I started my career with uh, ACF, the Administration for Children and Families, under the Children's Bureau. I worked there since 2014 up to 2022, April. I've been in this role for the past six, seven months. Nice. That's a very interesting background, Alfonso. Thank you for sharing. So, Alfonso, you just mentioned that you've been in this role as the regional administrator for six to seven months. Um, That's a short period of time. But can you talk about some of your top priorities for the region? And then also, if you could remind us in terms of the states that are included in Region 2. Okay. um, Region 2 includes New York, New Jersey, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands, and eight federalized tribes. It's a very diverse region, and based on the work that I have done before within the Bureau the past eight years, I built relationships already. And my top priorities, based on what I know and what I have done in the Children's Bureau with my teams, as a regional administration, I know my, my, my priorities is working as a, you know, I work as an arm with the Deputy Secretary of External Affairs. I serve as a spokesperson for the Assistant Secretary. And I work with region teams um, to lead strategic initiative and, and emergency preparedness and response activities uh, in partnership with states, counties, communities and faith-based organization, as well with researchers, the philanthropy sector, business, and other stakeholders. My priority is to build those relationships, to be able to move uh, the work at hand, that this work at hand is serving the people and to move that work forward. A high priority is putting families, you know, putting families at the center of the health of human services to increase economic mobility, 
family self-sufficient and employment. Um, I realized that I can I cannot do this, you know, by myself, by partnering with public sector, um, private partners, philanthropers, as I mentioned before, along with ACF program offices and federal, state, and local partners, a lot of things can be accomplished. You know, we in this work to serve the people. Our priority is the people to empower them and to take them out of poverty and break that cycle within the system. Other priorities include advancing, you know, advancing prevention in child welfare, aligning efforts to prevent youth and families homelessness, and building and promoting equity in everything we do. You know, equity is very important to me, both with ACF and with external partners, I, we have to bring that home. Those are, are my initial thoughts within this six months or seven months of my initial new role in, in, in ACF. And, you know, I expect to work hard and to move things forward for the people because I'm here for the people and to move this work forward with partners like in the, in the philanthropy sector and, and, and private partners like you, like you all. Great. Well, thank you, Alfonso. I mean, that's a really tall order. Um, you've really <laughs> come up with a lot in a very short amount of time. And you, as you mentioned, your role as um, ACF is to basically serve the people. And you mentioned a pretty, very diverse geographic area that you're responsible for, for region two. Mm -hmm. um, tell us, how do you prioritize the needs of the communities? Because you have priorities as ACF, but, you know, for example, what people are experiencing right now in Puerto Rico is very different from what people are experiencing right now in, say, New York City or e any part of New York. Or, I mean, even the western part of the state of New York. So how do you determine how to prioritize the needs of those communities? Understanding this, um, like when we talk about relationships, building those relationships are very important. It's understanding your family. You know, they're part of the family. Um, th this is the region and I have to understand the family of this region individually. I came into this position with established relationship already. So already I do understand them individually and collectively, things that we can do together and work together with. I continue to partner with, with the same state level commissioners, secretaries, and focus and supporting uh, the efforts to empower families and individuals to increase their economic independence, as well as I say before, and productivity. For instance, at the at the request of the Puerto Rico secretary, we partnered them with the University of Puerto Rico to build a workforce pathway for social workers, understanding that because of the previous hurricanes like Irma, Maria, No Fiona, um, there are an exodus of individuals leaving the island. Yes. So, you know, it's totally different when one of those things happen on the mainland because we can drive to other areas. There it happening island-wide. So that's a different challenge that one of the families of Region 2 has. 
So that's how we, we, we try to accommodate those, those, those factors. So we try to build a pipeline with them through the university of the request of the secretary. Another instance is, in, you know, like November 2nd, we are convening the state, county and, and territory human services leadership to promote promising practice on addressing human services work shortage. And another great example is the fantastic partnership we hold with, with Pascal Sky Foundation to promote the importance of providing whole family approach. You know, when we serve in the families, you know, we are able to prioritize needs, you know, by having a, a point person as well for, for each jurisdiction. We are able to prioritize those needs. For instance, as you know, Nicole Myers is a program specialist on staff. And she covered those areas of Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, you know, and New Jersey. And she primarily primary is engaged with New Jersey stakeholders. And then we have Glenn Kapovich, you know, he is uh, emergency preparedness. He do all of the responses to those individually at each level, partnering with FEMA, par partnering with other stakeholders on the ground to keep me informed. And, and from there, we can move things forward for each independent jurisdiction in our region. You know, I, I call them the family of a region because it's a family. It's like having children. Each right. children have different needs and we have to accommodate those needs for those children to thrive. So, you know, so we, we, we move things forward that way. That's great. great. Thank you. <laughs> Alfonso, I think that was really good. You gave some really good examples of how um, your region works. I mean, the workforce shortage, uh, you know, with the exodus of people leaving Puerto Rico and and then you your right. partnership with the university to build back up that workforce. I mean, I think that's great. And you also mentioned that your high priority is families. In some ways, the federal government can seem very distant or a little disconnected from the daily lives and the individuals that you serve. What roles do the families play and how do you engage those families on the ground? Well, we do engage the families in the ground. And, and yes, we often reach out to our partners to seek opportunities to speak with families around whether or not our policies are meeting they needs or prohibit them, you know, prohibit the need of, of the families from being addressed. For instance, in, in understanding before my time, you know, Nicole worked with Pascal's guide and convenience child care providers, partners receiving child care services and the state and local businesses who have a, a, a vested interest in child care. You know, learning about some of these strengths and the challenges these stakeholders experience in meeting the need for families. After Hurricane Fiona, we just came back from Puerto Rico on the, um, on the 26th. We went and engaged with the people in Puerto Rico as well, with the secretary, with the administrator to understand the needs that they have. We didn't just um, read a report or, or just understand, you know, what they give us and black and white. We went out there to talk with providers, mm -hmm. talk with the people, you know, in, after the hurricane to, to actually have electricity in one, in, a, in, in one of the providers facilities. We talked to them and they told us that just to run the generator, it was costing them $1,800 a day. 
Oh, wow. Okay, to maintain the people in that facility mm -hmm. a little comfortable based on what's going on. So, you know, those are the things that we understand. We bring back, we try to address it. Um, and like I say at the beginning, I'm an extension of the assistant, of the deputy secretary for external affairs. From there, things escalate and we, we can actually bring those issues up and see how can we talk to other programs and see how the state can support or the island um, government agencies can support those providers. So we work tirelessly to try to, to accommodate and to really help those individuals. So yes, we do talk to the people and we want to hear from the people, you know, life experience, you know, of, of individuals. We want to know. Thank you. So you have um, mentioned several times um, the relationship that ACF has had with Pascal Sykes Foundation, and it's really been a strong partnership that, that has developed over many years. And you, you mentioned Nicole Myers, and we've had her um, as a guest on our podcast before. And so we encourage our listeners to go back and listen to that episode, um, which was a very interesting episode. And so um, we're continuing the partnership. And, and on November 16th, we uh, here at the Pascal Sykes Foundation, we're excited to partner again with um, ACF and your colleagues for the Power of Research to Inform Policy Summit. And you, Alfonso, you have invited several of your fellow ad regional administrators, and we are really excited to welcome them to New Jersey in November. There will be a very interesting panel that, that you will be a part of, which will talk more about these public-private partnerships that you've mentioned uh, so far, partnerships between the federal government and philanthropy or the federal government and other, and other nonprofit uh, organizations or even with faith-based organizations. So can you share with us what public-private partnership means to you in, in Region 2 or even just to you in the work that you've done over the years um, with children and families? Collaboration. We have to collaborate. We find ourselves at a unique moment in history in this nation when the need for collaboration has never been greater, okay? It's never been greater, that need for collaboration. You know, the climate change, the historic effect of pandemics, um, you know, hurricanes that have caused catastrophic um, disasters across the nation, mental health crisis, um, you know, inadequate condition across the, across the board range of services and, and sectors. And we need new approaches mm -hmm. if we um, are to make a, a meaningful progress toward tackling them. Well, there is no doubt that the federal government plays an important role in helping, you know, in helping to solve these critical issues. We cannot do this alone. Right. It, 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 we cannot do this alone. So as long we recognize, you know, that the private nonprofit uh, and the federal, state and local government and philanthropic sectors has the potential to bring a mutual benefit to individuals, you know, to, to, to those partnerships, I, I believe that collaborating with everyone that fall within that key and to be able to move things forward, I think that that is what I believe a, a, a partnership is. You know, work 
openly, work without any doubt, and, and trust the process that we put in place. That's partnership. That's great. That's interesting that you said collaboration because that is key. You know, and the Pascal Sykes Foundation feels very strongly about collaboration. So with that in mind, does ACF ever form partnerships across issues with your, your partners in the other region? And, you know, and please share if you have any examples of you working with your other regional partners. Yes, uh, in effect, yes. We as colleagues of, of, you know, RAs, we meet every week nationally. We have a national meeting every week. And we as colleagues, you know, uh, we have ongo ongoing discussions. We talk every day. We email every day. It's like we are working as one, even though we, we separated into regions. We, we want to have same processes, you know, even though that those processes deviate because of the population you're serving, but we need to have that same goal of, you know, addressing the needs of, of, of children and families, you know? So we, we, we continue, we always have, that's also happened with my staff and the, and the, and the counterparts, they meet as well. And they actually talk in reference of what's going on, what they doing and all of the work that they put them forward. In addition, you know, the, the upcoming conference says that highlight that I highlighted earlier, we are developing a partnership with with other regions. For example, Pete Weldon, they are from Region 9. Um, he will join us at the Power of Research to Inform Policy Summit on November 16th and, and Human Services Workforce Webinar. I work together in partnership with um, Christine Applehand from Region 9. She's DRA. And we have worked together to put that together as well. You know, this is not just me and her put it together, but we have our staff as well involved in it. You know, so I have Nicole involved in it. I have, you know, um, and she had uh, other staff of hers involved in it. And then we have central office that is in the middle of it as well, putting things together. So, you know, we have to partner as well, and we collaborate together and we trust each other to move things forward for children and families across the country in supporting all of the work that needed to be done, you know, and the problematics that exist and the issues that exist right now with all of this workforce, because without the workforce, we can't do anything for families. You know, who will do the referrals? Who will be speaking at the needs of the families? Who will do those interviews? So those are the things that we, we are focusing um, deeply right now. That's great. So Alfonso, for November 16th, um, as you said, we are going to be, you know, partnering together for the Power of Research to Inform Policy uh, Summit. We'll be welcoming many of your colleagues from across the country and our participants that are planning to join this event, uh, many of them are from the social service sector. Um, we'll have some uh, acad people from academia, um, other funders we hope to be there in, um, in person and even online. And, you know, government at the state and local level, we also hope to have um, involved. So from your perspective, uh, you know, you'll be inviting people. Essentially, this is your region and you'll be inviting people to come and, and learn about your work. So what do you hope that participants will take away from the um, summit in November? 
Well, across the country, significant policies and practices changes have been enacted based on research and the um, linkage between the well-being of parents of their children, you know, social, emotional, physical, and economic well-being. Likewise, parents' abilities to succeed in the workplace and substantially affect by how well their children are doing. So looking at that point, we know that the whole family approach simultaneously address the needs of parents and children to improve outcomes uh, for the whole family. And it's, it's proven through efforts like Pascal Sykes Foundation, sponsorship and research from the Rutgers University and, and driven evaluation studies to, to validate those benefits and encourage everyone to join us on November 16th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We have some powerful speakers coming to provide different aspects of work that have been involved uh, across the country. You know, Pete Weldon has been a trailblazer in, in, in lever leveraging resources information, you know, and informed by research to improve um, the well-being of children and families on the West Coast. And our director, Collis Williams, <laughs> she has helped human services providers identify when a family research has benefited and providing um, guidance on how to best support families as, as they transition to economic independence. And the New Jersey Department of Children and Families, Commissioner Christine Byers, mm -hmm. she has done tremendous work. In fact, New Jersey nationally recognized for the work DCF has done in improving child welfare outcome and keeping families safe, healthy, and connected. So I expect them to take away this approach of the families together, looking at their research and moving things forward or incorporating what they learn in this gathering. They can, they can incorporate it in the work that they do, you know? So, you know, I, I urge everyone to register for this important summit. Yeah. The power of research to inform policy and come out to join us. It will be a great opportunity to improve the work that we do, again, for children and families. This is the work we do. Thank you, Alfonso. Thank you. That's all the time we have for today. I would like to thank our guest, Alfonso Nicholas, for an engaging conversation. We would like to remind our listeners to please register for the Power of Research to Inform Policy Summit being held on November 16th. Registration details can be found at www.pascalsykesfoundation.com. Working Together for Working Families, sponsored by the Pascal Sykes Foundation, is published monthly. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more about the Whole Family Approach, visit our website, wholefamilyapproach.org.